30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. The 9 o'clock hour, that is the open line hour for you, the Arizona homeowner, to talk about anything and everything that has to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. If you're not on the way to your way to the Great American Seat Up, everyone in here at the broadcast is like, we got to stay and finish. <laughs> we, what a fun, exciting hour. If you weren't motivated to plant, well, <clears throat> the local farmers here of Arizona, thank you. Because <laughs> it keeps them employed. The 7 o'clock hour, that's where we talk about Arizona, people, places, and things. It's whatever we want to cover, and we covered the town of Jerome, and we had a lot of great things happen that hour, including a former Phoenix Mayor Phil Gordon called in to talk about uh, the, the, the charity work that the town of Jerome had done. A listener emailed and said his great-grandfather built a lot of the original town and built the water supply line in from the spring down to the town, and they got to go see that site about 30 years ago of where in the mountains that spring was. They have a great uh, Arizona State Park right there in Jerome. It's the history, history park, and just a fascinating area. And it's 500 people now just wondering what it ever held the most, like... 15,000. Really? What that, that what town you just said? Wow. would look like with 15,000 people in it. So I can't imagine 15,000 in Jerome. Well, remember, it's 12 and 12 shifts, so half the time, oh, half that, the people oh. were underground in the 156 right. documented miles of mining tunnels. Okay. So that's the 7 o'clock hour. 8 o'clock hour uh, over the course of the years has been our outdoor gardening hour, and uh, we've in our effort to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend over the last couple of years, we've transitioned it to have a different specialist each Saturday. Saturday of the month. The first Saturday, we have the Farm Bureau. The second Saturday, we have uh, Eisenhower, our arborist. The third Saturday, we have Jay Harper, our gardener. And the fourth Saturday, we have Farmer Greg. And it brings in different varieties of conversation and thought about our outdoor living area and landscapes and trees and arboriculture, horticulture, master gardening. The nine o'clock hour, though, is for you, the Arizona homeowner about anything and everything that has to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. There's three ways to join the conversation. It's one 767 That's one 888 for you There's text, 411-923. And then there's email, info at rosyonthehouse.com. There's a lot of situations where sometimes you just need a picture to help describe what you're working on or identify what product it is you're trying to find or explain the situation well with modern day technology and phones you can easily just snap a picture and email that to info at rosyonthehouse.com and we'll do our best to connect you we don't claim to be the experts or the know-it-alls but we do claim to be pretty good at finding those experts and those know-it-alls and those master craftsmen. And we'll get you in touch with them in your area to help get done whatever it is you're trying to do around your home maintenance projects. And we've got a new app that we've been working with that you can find at rosyonthehouse.com. Just click on the login, and it helps bring your home management to the modern era. You know, there's a lot of uh, 
a, a lot of things that we just rely on digitally to help us keep track and maintain. And what this app does is it helps you maintain your home maintenance. You can it has a list of tasks that are preloaded. Well, it doesn't apply to every home. Some people do have electric and gas utilities. Some are just gas. Some homes have pools, some don't. So you can add and delete tasks very easily. You can schedule them to different family members in the home. You can make it a one-time event. You can make it a reoccurring event. You can synchronize that then with your calendar that will synchronize with your phone. So it'll hit reminders and I always have mine set up for Saturdays because after the broadcast when I get home that's where I like to be until I have to go back to work Tuesday morning home I don't like to leave unless it's for a family event I don't want to run to the hardware store I don't want to run to the grocery store I don't want to run to the feed store I don't want to run anywhere unless it's something recreational or family uh, focused event but the LSU game's on at five right is, is that what time <laughs> I think it's five o'clock today? today yeah <laughs> that's important of course uh, that's important <laughs> so all my reminders hit Saturday morning so as I'm driving home I gotta hit Tandy Leather today I gotta hit Dale's Country Store I gotta hit um a neighbor's house to pick up some panels. So all these chores happen Saturday on my way home. So when I get there, I have the entire weekend to spend time with the kids, spend time with Amanda, and, of course, do those home maintenance tasks that are so much easier to keep under control if you just do them. You know, you get 20 that back up on you. It feels like such a mountain of work. You're never going to get it done. You almost give up. But if you just diligently do one or two a week, sometimes you don't even need to do something that week. You can go two or three weeks without doing something. But there's just all these little things that we have to do as homeowners to help keep and maintain. And it's not realistic for everybody. But if you could live in your home and keep it to the point where it was good enough to go on the market tomorrow, the value of that home and you know you would you would it would give you so many options if you never planned to move well that's your plan life happens things happen and you would end up in a situation where you know you had 10 years of backlog of projects you never got done and let's say you then had to go move out of state to take care of a family member you you've got this home that you've lost you're going to take a big hit on because of all these things that need to get done. It's going to come out of the overall property. If, if you could maintain your home to where it was good enough to sell tomorrow, you're going to enjoy it a lot better because you're not going to constantly be looking at that thing that didn't get done. And Amanda's laughing right now because you should see my backlog of projects. <laughs> but I've only had my home maintenance, digital home maintenance app here a year, so not even a year. That's going to make the difference? It, you know, it it helps – keep you engaged it helps keeps you uh, kind of top of front mind. of mind mm -hmm. you know it's it's so easy to get done at the end of the week and just be ready to get home and then you get home you think oh gosh i forgot to do this oh gosh i forgot to do that well we love our space we love our property we love where we live but we're we're 25 minutes from the closest hardware store and i don't like to shop at chain stores so I'm, I'm i'm more like 35 minutes from where i like to shop for most of my supplies and that's just a, a hardware store you know 
if we're doing plumbing things, well, I'm going to hit a specialty plumbing shop, most of which closed by noon on Saturday, which isn't always realistic for me to get to after the broadcast ends at 11. So it takes a lot of time and plan planning for, you know, the standard I, I hold myself to. I, I like to shop local. If it's can be made in America or if it is made in America, you know, I'm going to install it. it I, I wish I could go 100% American made, but, you know, when it comes to electronics, there's still not a lot of that in made in America. What are you going to do? Not have lights in your home? I mean, I guess I could go back to hickory and wood, but I think the kids would probably all all moved Revolt. to the neighbor's house. So there's there's certain things that you just you have to to maintain. You gotta understand it's it's a, unless I make my own electronic manufacturing plant here, I'm gonna have to just look the other way at yeah. the made it where it's made in sign while I regrettably take out my money and hand it to the cashier. But with that said, you know, getting to a, a specialty store where you're going to find more likely to find brands that are made in America and, and better quality takes a lot of time. So this digital maintenance, home maintenance app that we have helps me manage that because I've got a calendar now. This is what I got to get done this week. This is what I need to plan for. These are the uh, locations I need to sh- stop at to get these items if for our listeners want whatever you to help them product uh i or or manufacturer or, or tool or piece i need it's i can put it all there and what's great about it if we ever did sell the home the buyer could see a list of everything that's done and it helps you budget for big things so our roof is now 19 years old well i've got 11 years left to the estimated time of replacement i'm not thinking about what that's going to cost me in 11 years this thing does and it'll help me plan for that hey you've only got 11 years left and here's what your roof your estimated replacement for a licensed bonded and insured contractor is going to be in 11 years so either i need to plan whether it's a home equity line of credit or save that cash or however that's going to get done what are you going to do not replace your roof sure it may last 40 years but what if I had enough money for it in 30? And you want to make sure it's Rosie certified, too. And Absolutely. So if I've got that money saved and I get another 10 years, well, you know, all the interest in the compound and, you know, that cash pool for my home maintenance project just gets bigger so that my needs for the home, ideally, once this is set up, and, you know, it takes a long time. It, it's not something that happens overnight or over the next week or over the next month or over the next year this takes a lot of time but over that course of time a diligent homeowner on this your home maintenance needs on a average home you know we're not taking into account major floods or restoration damage or you know acts of god that can't be avoided you could be in a situation where financially you could keep up with your home maintenance and always be at a cash positive situation, which gives you so many more options as a homeowner for uh, upgrades or remodels or edits. As we live in a home, we're constantly finding ways. Oh, I, I wish that wall wasn't there. Oh, I need a light over here. Uh, you know, I really don't like this color of paint that's was supposed to be the sunrise, but it, you know, Dad picked it out so it looked more like the LSU gold. And the, well, they didn't have the time, so we just had to live with it for a little while until we could. But 
you know, the, the amount of options you have as a homeowner where you're not living as a slave to the home, but you're living as a home as your domain, it changes the quality of life of home ownership. So I think this is the time we're going to talk about Sanderson Ford. How much time do I have? I think you got 60 seconds starting now. 60 seconds is never long enough to talk about Sanderson Ford. It's the only place we go for a dealership. And the reason why is when we go to their sales meetings, they're not talking about how to sell more cars. They're talking about examples of people's lives they were able to help. And Lauren Clifton, the one of the sales manager, just sells it every time and punches it home every time. The reason we do what we do is because people just deserve to be treated right. So when it's time, I'm at over 250000 on my truck, and I'm playing this game. When I get the next $3,000 repair or I hit 300,000 miles, I'm going to pull into Sanderson Ford, and I'm debating. I'm, I'm either going to go the Ranger for gas mileage or a 450 for hauling power, but it's going to be from Sanderson Ford. Are certain things that you just don't appreciate at a young age, and it takes time to learn and uh, and appreciate things. And growing up, one of the things I didn't appreciate was the amount of thought that went into Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture. Yeah, you know, he was always uh, kind of held up in the building industry as you know, an icon, an example. And I looked at a lot of his work. I'm like, what is everyone talking about? These are the dorkiest, silliest looking, strangest things. And one thing that he did that I'm not good at is he would do things cheap. And I don't like to go cheap because when I get done with building something, making something with my hands, I like people, you know, I, I vision someone saying, you know what? That had to have been done by Romy because nobody else would have sat there and spent that much time on that project. You know, I like to think of it as, as lifetime work. When I get done, that's the last time I'll ever have to build this again because it's built to last the rest of my life. And you look at Frank Lloyd Wright buildings that were finished 60, 70 years ago that he did cheap, and they're still standing. Now, there's homes today that won't be standing in 50 or 60 years, they were built cheap. How he was able to build cheap and make lifetime structures is something I have not figured out, and it really impresses me. And it's one of those times that just to have a piece of living history, I've got to figure out how to raise $13 million to buy the home, Frank Lloyd Wright home that went up for sale this week. Do you, do you know how to start a GoFundMe page, Gary? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, you want to go in on this? Let let, let we should because the the mansion on the Mason uh, Global property that was listed for nine. Uh -huh. Let's see, twelve point nine million dollars. So you figure tax. Wait, 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 let's wait, round wait. it up to thirteen million. Wait, wait, back up. How much? 
Yeah. $12.9 million. It It's a circular home, mm-hmm. and it's built up on stilts, and it's all out of concrete, and it's on just about six acres, 5.9 acres on 54th Street and Camelback. Concrete would be the same as block or a bit different? What do you, you think? You know, he, there's a lot of blocks in this. The piers are poured in place concrete, and I've been to the home, and when you look up, when you're standing underneath the home and looking up, you can tell they had built forms and poured the concrete in place. Yeah. But he was never a one-material guy. The sweeping ramp up to the home that's in a circular pattern, is you can see all the, the hand-laid bricks wow. as it gradually comes up. And the home itself, the first couple feet that's elevated again, the, the first couple feet of where the, from the floor up, is all brick, and then it goes into these big wood beams and glass structures and windows. It's the I, w- I would love to know how energy efficient that is because haven't we discussed before about block houses uh, and see, uh, and well insulated could really make your home comfortable. Yeah, I you the amount of glass that's on this home. Oh, I didn't count that. Okay, <laughs> forget it. And because you don't have the thermal, uh, you you do have the concrete footing, but you've got a lot of air movement underneath it, so you're not going to have the amount of thermal energy that the earth would have provided if it was built slab on grade. Mm -hmm. Mr. Wright didn't think about that. (laughs) You know, when your uh, kilowatt per hour was like a half a cent, it it, it really wasn't a big deal. Being produced (laughs) at the old child's plant out near Fossil Creek Canyon (laughs) back in 1900, yeah, (laughs) you're right. So, and... Uh, an attorney had previously bought it in 2012 to help prevent it from getting demolished because they were going to plow it. I mean, I, I can't imagine taking a, a bulldozer to a, a building like this. And he preserved it. They were going to, the neighborhood rejected his ideas of what he wanted to turn it into because it was going to bring too many people into the neighborhood, yada, yada, yada. So it's, it's now listed again. And, uh, you 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 figure out how to get us to thirteen million okay. and, uh, on that GoFundMe, yeah. and we'll go preserve this Frank Lloyd Wright piece of history here. That uh, there's far and few between. I, I think it deserves to be preserved. All right, I'll get right on that. Right on that. <laughs> you think we'll get there by the end of the broadcast? Uh, probably not. But uh, we do have some open lines, by the way. If you have any homeowner questions, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. We'll be talking about our home maintenance item to do in the next segment, uh, along with the, where we will be. It is fall season, which always puts us on the road here at Rosie on the House. And our first stop is the first Saturday of October in Tucson, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saba Home Show. I've been what, two weeks away now. I'll get my tri-tip fixed for the next six months. Always a great venue. If You've not been to a Sabo Home Show, anyone from Casa Grande down to Green Valley. It's a great place to go to get started on whatever it is you're trying to get done that you may need some help with or you need some experts to talk to about design ideas. And you can come join us there for a live broadcast as well. We've got tickets to give away that we'll do uh, next break as well.
on a beautiful Saturday morning here at Rosie on the House with Susan and Glendale. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Uh, hi, Romy. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, I have my radio turned down, so I can't Perfect. Help. Thank you. Everyone else listening appreciates that as well. Uh, thank you for having your show. I listen to you all the time. Um, I have a probably 25-year-old sunroom uh, that I had installed off of what was my back porch, and it is starting to deteriorate. It still looks fine, but um, when it rains, if it rains with a lot of wind, sometimes it will leak on the one wall, and we've had lions roofing out, and they can't seem to get it, so it won't do that. Uh, it's got a lot of windows, and the plastic holding the windows in has started chipping away, mainly thanks to my large dogs. Um, I don't know if there are people that actually work on these uh, sunrooms and can revitalize them, or if I'd have to take it down and have a new one put in. My husband, of course, thinks the thing to do is just to ignore everything and just keep it like it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what would you suggest? Any ideas? The one thing I w that probably concerns me the most is you mentioned plastic. What's plastic? Uh, the plastic is the stuff around the windows. This was a company out of Florida, so they really didn't take the air. You know, they thought they were taking the Arizona heat into consideration, but they really didn't. Yeah, Florida, the, the difference is you've got so much humidity, and with the dry desert and the UVs, it it it's not a good—they they think it's a good fit, but it's it's really not. Uh, a lot of things yeah. that are tested in Florida, people bring to us, and, oh, it's been proven in Florida. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> good yeah. luck with that in Arizona. So my, my biggest concern, Susan, is that there's going to be enough— of this structure that, that there's no way to repair plastic once it's that, that I'm aware of once it's past it's, it's life cycle, you know, it, the yeah. sun breaks it down. It wears it down. If it was a wood structure, yeah. there are epoxies we can inject into wood that make them structurally sound again. And will keep that wood preserved and good for years to come. There's nothing like that with a plastic. So we may be looking at a situation where that needs to be, uh, parts of it need to be replaced. You know, there may be a way that we can you know, kind of cheat our way along for a couple years to come. But ultimately, with with a, any kind of plastic, it's, it's not a long-term. You just know that in the future, we, we need to be looking at, at alternative methods if we still want a sunroom to uh to some replacement okay and i'm looking up his number right now you're in glendale yeah i'm about a mile from downtown glendale to the west there is a contractor not far from you uh -huh. called booth built patio products called what booth b-o-o-t-h tom booth uh-huh and he's not too far he's he's over at the in the 
Air Park, the Glendale Air Park Industrial. They've got an oh, office okay. building there. Oh, okay, yeah, that's there. not far. And they specialize in patios and outdoor living spaces. Okay. If it can be salvaged, if anything repa- can be done, they would be the ones that would know. That's who I would call first. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have a phone number for them? It is six two three. Six two three. Nine seven nine. Nine seven nine. Three 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 nine. Three three. Okay. Well, I thank you very much. You're welcome. I, and I hopefully... watch you and your dad's show all the time, have for years. On the Saturdays that I miss you guys, I can't figure out what day of the week I'm on. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> until the next Saturday comes around and I get to watch, listen to Rosie on the house, and then I can get back on track. So well, thank you for everything you do for Arizona. I wish that they could get you guys so that you were in every state of the union because I think you're just one of the main things that keeps me in Arizona and I've lived here all my life so well we appreciate the kind words you tuning in and we'll look forward to being here with you next Saturday on the 29th as we uh, wind down the nine o'clock hour we still have a little bit of time left but next hour is our 10 o'clock hour and that's where we focus on something specific about your house, home, castle, or cabin in September. If you heard the 8 o'clock hour, you heard us talking about the optimal time to plant. Well, it's the optimal time to do all things outside, so it's a a landscaping month, uh, the whole month of September. We've got CYC Landscaping outside. Next hour, we will be talking about architectural design in the landscape, and then next Saturday, we'll have Desert Foothills Landscaping talking about creating a native landscape for your home. They specialize in true Sonoran desert landscapes, so we'll enjoy that conversation. Uh, but right now, we're still in the open line hour at one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie 4 u Text us 411-923 or email at info at com. If you've got a question... Or maybe you've gotten a proposal and you want to compare bids one to the other. The only thing I ask is I don't want to know who the different bids are from, uh, whether it's our partners or not our partners. I, I don't want to know. I'll give you a straight answer. And then uh, you can – we'll – dive through and give you the best suggestion we feel that would be right for your home. You can have, and this is one of the reasons we don't offer any kind of exclusivity at Rosie on the House. You could have two experts that have been doing the same work in the same trade and the same town give you two different answers. And neither one could be wrong. You know, there's more than one way to get things done. Um, And one man's experience will lead him to suggesting one thing, and another man's experience will lead you to suggest another. They could both be good 20-year solutions, and they both could be right. It's just determining which one is best for your situation, how long we plan on living in the home comes into the factor, um, what your particular experience tells you comes into factor, your gut feeling. That's what I always come back to is, man, just go with your gut. So many people call the office during the week, and man, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did. If you have that feeling, if you've got that gut feeling about a decision you're making from your home, there's a reason it's there. Stop and listen to it. Now, our gut hunches can be wrong, sure, but if you've got that feeling, stop and listen to it for a little period of time. It may take 
a week and it goes away. It may take a couple more conversations to change our mindset to realize that you know that, that it is a false flag. There is no reason that we've we needed that. But take the time and stop and listen to it. There is nothing in construction. There's nothing in the trades. There's nothing in product manufacturing or homes that should ever force you to need to make a decision right now. You know, it's not like a sale at the department store. It's not like um, it's the last two by four they ever they're ever going to make. It's not the last batch of concrete that's going to come out of the plant. There's nothing that should ever put you in a situation where you feel absolutely backed against the wall that you have to act now. Uh, we live in a a state we don't have to worry about waking up and a tornado's ripped through. Uh, half the town. We get little microbursts here and there that cause damage. We have monsoons that create uh, leaks in our roofs. We have water lines that burst, sure. But we're not in a situation or a modern society where we couldn't rent a hotel for a couple days if the house was uninhabitable to make that decision. We live in a home our entire life. Don't make a long-term decision when you've got something in your gut that just says this, there's something not right. Listen to that. Let's bring Matt into the conversation. He wants to talk about a window and a shower. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Romy. How Trying are you Trying to show today? off for the neighbors or something? You know, I, I always wonder why builders put windows in showers where you can just look out and kind of, you know, wave to the neighbors and, you know, call out what they're what they're grilling and see if it's worth, uh, you know, drying off and going down for a little uh, little bite. So um, so we've got a, a window and, you know, I'm 6'1", and so, and we've got a two-story house behind us. And um, so I, a couple of years ago, I put a window film on, um, but because of the humidity in the shower, it, it's peeling. So I just didn't know if you had another suggestion or um, you know, if I should just modestly uh, take a shower and, and uh, greet the neighbors every morning. <laughs> well, what direction does this window face? North, south, east, south. south. My first yeah. thought was they make glass blocks that you could take the window out and mortar in glass mm -hmm. blocks. And that's still an option, but that's that magnification of heat that's going to come through that. Mm -hmm. probably going to be pretty warm. And I don't know that that's the right energy solution. If we do that route, we would want to put an awning over it. They would shade it as well. Now, through that glass block, you can still see shadows and colors. Mm -hmm. and So it's not a complete blackout solution. Um, is yeah. there a... Uh, th there should be a vent in the home as well, an exhaust vent in, the, in that shower. So there, there actually wasn't, but I installed one um, shortly after we moved in. Um, again, just for the, the to get that moisture yeah. out. So, um, so we do have an exhaust vent that that goes on with the light. Now I will have to double check this with my code book, but I think because you now have an exhaust vent in, you could seal up that window. I, I'm pretty confident that's the reason why it was designed with it in there because there wasn't a, an exhaust vent. Now that you have one installed, okay. you could seal that window. I'll, I'll, I'll double-check that, What? and we'll have to check it with the city code, but that's an option as well. Okay. Is there some kind of, like, like a, a better film or an etching or something? Because I, I like the light from, you know, from outside, um, you know, especially in the yeah. – um, 
winter months when the, the sun is in the south and it's kind of, you know, lighting it up nicely in there. Um, so I, I'd rather not fill it in, but I just, uh, you know, something that fogs it or um, that would make I, it so that we're still getting the light, but it's not as clear as it's the plain yeah. window. I wish I could say yes, but because of the moisture from the shower and the temperature is different, you, there's no product I'm aware of that you're ever that's going to be better or strong enough to not be affected by the water and the moisture and the humidity and the heat from the steam. It just, you know, it, the water is naturally the best dissolvent in the universe. And every time you turn that shower on in that bathroom, it's just it a little bit more, a little bit more. And it just, it works away at that seal. And the good news with that though, uh, with your window, it's probably a smaller window, and it's probably not a big expense to put a different film on it every couple years, just understanding, you know, I want the light. I, it's more important to me to have the light than to cover the window, and to keep that light, it's just going to take film every couple years. Marlene wrote in and said, I caught the tail end of the conversation about the digital home maintenance program you use. Where do we get that? Just go to rosieonthehouse.com and click login. It'll take you to the sign-up page for the app. It is, uh, she wanted to know, is it smartphone? It's actually easier to use in a lot of cases on the smartphone. One of the features that the of this digital home management software is that you can upload photos for inventorying your home or... Uh, and one example I'll use that we did on my home is when I replaced the garbage disposal, I took pictures of the box so that if it, the next point it died, if for whatever reason I couldn't get to uh, Central Arizona Plumbing Supply to pick it up, Amanda could just walk in, open up the app on the smartphone and say, here, here's the picture of what... I need for the home. I also have the receipt so she knows right there which Central Arizona supply it came from and where to go. And it really helps catalog digitally everything for your home. And with the reliability of smartphones and internet, you have it all at your hand anywhere you go. It's really going to change the face of home ownership over a 20 year period of time. I won't go so far to say, well, I won't say anything else. Let's get to our calls. I don't want to badmouth any existing industry out there, but it'll it'll definitely reduce the fly-by-night home inspectors that exist. Sharon's in Tucson, next on the line, wants to talk about her roof. Welcome to the program. Hi, and you know what? Thanks for taking my call. Speaking of Tucson, it reminds me, I've got 100 Saba tickets to give away. Do you want a Saba ticket? Uh, well, actually, I'm visiting in Tucson, and my phone number's Tucson, but I live up in Mesa. So. Okay. So, anyone is, else listening, if you want Saba tickets, just text Saba, S-A-B-A, Southern Arizona Home Builders Association, H-A-S, Saba, to 411-923. Now, the thing about these tickets is they're for usually their general admission, but this year it's for the broadcast. So, it gets you into the Saba Home Show at 9 o'clock. You can join us live for the last two hours of the program and then have the rest of the Tucson convention center exhibit for uh your time so back to sharon though in mesa hole in the roof okay so i have a 
tile roof and over my garage is one pitch and then over the front bedroom is another one and they kind of overlap and it makes a little tunnel underneath if I'm explaining that and then the house has a third pitch well when I had my AC inspector come out um, earlier just to check everything he noticed that in that little tunnel where it hits the main part of the house at one time there must have been some kind of ventilation there or tar paper or something and it's worn away and there's a hole there and he said in my blown-in insulation he could see a little track so something there's nothing dead up there but something has been able to get in through that hole and I need to know what kind of a person do I call because I can't get up there do I call a roofer do I call a general contractor who fixes something like that because it's not actually the roof but it's part of the roof system, I think. Does that make sense? Well, it, it does, and that would be a roofer I would call. But before I did that, you said they can see tracks in the insulation. Yeah, I, he could see a little line where something had walked. He thought maybe a squirrel or a yeah. bird. I I would put a, a living trap up there first. And oh, thanks. The, yeah. the last thing I would want to do is cage something into the attic that's now forced to make a home of your attic, and they'll find a way to live up there. <laughs> so yeah, I would first okay. call a, uh, you know, like Blue Sky, you, you mentioned Mesa, Blue Sky Pest Control is right there in Chandler, Gilbert mm-hmm. uh, area, and okay. have them send a technician out, throw up a live trap, and, you know, for the next three or four weeks, let's see if we're, we don't trap something out of there first, and then after that you would call a roofer again in Mesa. Overson Roofing is right there. Uh, Pat Overson and his son, Brett, you know, they'll come out and, I mean, that's a probably a, unless there's something else I'm not seeing or we find another problem, mm-hmm. we're probably not talking an hour to patch that. Okay, okay. I just wasn't sure what kind of contractor person I called yeah. for something like that. So that okay. would be a roofer, so- but I would... I would see if we're not dealing with uh, little critters in there first before we seal them in. I'm going to see if I can't squeeze Hal into the conversation before we wrap up this hour. Welcome to the program, sir. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi. I have an air conditioning question for you. Uh, I want my basic question is, if uh, can I replace a two-ton air conditioning unit with a four-ton air conditioning unit without any real downside? And your question, first question is, of course, why would I do that? <laughs> yes, right? uh, that's exactly what I was going <laughs> to okay. ask. Here's what happened, Romy. The uh, unit was replaced through a home warranty policy, and the company they sent out couldn't find any identifying numbers on the old unit. So the guy determined it was a four-ton unit, so they took it off and put a four-ton unit on. Subsequently, they found out that the specs really only called for a two-ton unit. So the question is, do I want to go through all the brain damage of having another crane come up the driveway and get up on the roof and take that four-ton uh, unit out mm-hmm. and put a two-ton unit in, or can I just keep the four-ton, which is my choice? Well, that's what I'd like to do. How many? What's the square footage of the home? Well, I've got three units. The uh, the uh, square footage of the area that it's cooling is uh, roughly eighteen hundred square feet, but I don't know that for a fact. But no. Yeah. Uh, well, let's we'll continue this conversation. Uh, don't hang up, Hal, but there used to be an equation that contractors would use for sizing air conditioning, where every 400 square feet of air conditioning would be a ton of air conditioning. So 